How you doing? This is Black Shy Guy entering Shy Town with episode 17. Yes, thank you for joining me today. We're going to take a different route today. Yes, a lot of people don't know me at all. A lot of people come into my podcast. They hear what I got to say. They hear what the Shy Crew has to say, but they don't really know us whatsoever. But you're going to get to know me today. Before we start, Make sure you follow us on Facebook. We have a Shy Town crew on Facebook. Make sure you follow us there. And also make sure you follow my YouTube channel. And also make sure you follow the podcast. This way you support us. It's really appreciated. Once again, as always, thanks for sitting at my table. We are going to discuss my story, how I got into everything, how I got into podcasting, how I got into doing YouTube channels and how I got into the hobbies that I really love and the hobbies that obviously if you listen, you love also. But obviously it's going to be my story. (laughs) Hope everybody's week started fine. It is a Monday. And remember, we have another episode tomorrow. This is just a bonus episode today. Tomorrow's episode is going to be with Draino the Great. We are going to be discussing a certain situation involving anime so make sure you join us okay make sure you join us and also make sure you look out for that episode it releases at eight in the evening tomorrow look out for it okay this is black shy guy's story listen i never knew okay i'm gonna start all right I'm basically a Spanish kid from Dominican Republic. I came here from Dominican Republic. I was basically from San Pedro de Macorí. It's a small town in Dominican Republic. And it was really, um, it was a really poor town. It, it was a poor town. Had Family was really, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say poor because my father worked really hard. My father really, really maintained the family. He really took care of us. He took care of my mom. He took care of my sister and my brother. He took care of me. And I give much, much respect to my father. He's done so much in my life. And um, unfortunately, I did lose my mom at the age of 12. You know, she had a heart attack. And um, it was hard on the family. Um, My father was the leader, but my mom was the one... She was the one that I I guess kept us together, like kept the um kept the roots intact, you know what I mean? And um when we lost her, um all of us, um my sister um didn't deal with it actually because she was really young. She really didn't know what was going on. She knew what was going on, but not really. So she wasn't impacted as much as me and my brother and my and my father um what hurted me the most during that period of time before i even get to that period of time um there was another definite family which was my twin brother yes i am a twin um my twin brother died um off of um of an illness that he that he had 
we both had it. I mean, it's basically not an illness, but a lot of Spanish and African Americans have it. It's like sickle cell. It's called sickle cell. It's nothing. It's not contagious or anything. It's just sickle cell. Basically, your white blood cells are a different shape, and they don't protect you as well as regular white blood cells. But it has more to do in better detail. But my twin brother had full blown sickle cell, and that's what um unfortunately took took him from us. And um, I have only the trait. The trait meaning that if I meet a female who also has sickle cell, um, our child would conceive full blown sickle cell and it will cost him his life. So, um, that's what having a trait means. It means you'll never get it. You'll just have to be careful on who your mate is because you will put that child in jeopardy if both of you guys have the trait. You know what I mean? Because he will come out with the full blown. So, yeah. So, I mean, we lost my twin brother, I think, like, around the age of five or six, I believe. Don't get me the line. I believe, like, around that age, like, around, I think, even higher, seven or eight. It was such long ago, obviously. I don't even remember. It's so hazy. You know what I mean? Our lives back then were, were it was kind of chaotic. We was always in and out of the hospital, and it was, like, it was just so chaotic. It's, it's all a blur and a fog, and a fog to me. I, I don't remember half my life at that point you know what i mean it was it's just a blur about my twin brother and but what i remember is how much that pained us also you know what i mean and um when we lost him obviously we continued um my family was very religious very religious um my mother was very strong in the pentecostal church and she raised us in the church you know what i mean we were very strong in the faith my father was not really church going at all. He wasn't church going at all. He worked. He provided for us. He took care of us. He was a good man. And um, father went to work every day. I mean, I mean, that's where I got my um, my working hard um, I guess trait from. You know what I mean? My father worked hard. He got up every morning, no matter how early it was. He got up. He did his thing, and um. I'm doing the same right now. You know what I mean? Um, my father was an unbelievable man, and I love him very much. Um, fortunately, he's still with us, and I thank God for that every day. Um, my mom, though, unfortunately, now that we're almost reaching that point, like I said, we lost her, and it really pained the family, really pained. When we lost her, we moved into my aunt's house. <laughs> We we had to move into my aunt's house. We couldn't go back to that house where we lost um where we lost um my mom. We we stayed out of that house or whatever. Um and obviously my father had thoughts of um renting another apartment because we did not want to go back to the house. The house felt so ghostly. And when you lose someone in a place, you don't want to live there. And for the people who tolerated and still live there, big ups to you. You're strong, but. It's just an eerie feeling when you stay living in the very place that you lost a loved one. It's an eerie feeling. It's it's kind of spooky, honestly. We didn't want to be there. It, we, it, it was just so hard for us to be in that apartment. And my father was wise in, in moving us to, into our aunt's house till we found another apartment, you know. I lived in the Bronx. I lived in Bronx, New York. I lived there for about, I would say, 
um, for a solid, let me say solid, because I am not accurate when including my young years in the Bronx, but solid as a teenager to adult. I lived in the Bronx for a solid 22 years. Solid 22, 22 years. Then I met someone, I met someone um, I fell in love with, and I moved out of the Bronx, and... um. I moved out of the Bronx and I, I um had my daughter, oh who's thirteen now. <laughs> but what got me into um podcasting and YouTube was at a much much later age. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not ashamed to say my age at all. I'm forty three right now. I'm forty three years old right now, and um, I've always loved anime. I always loved anime. I always loved um sci-fi books i always loved video games i've been a video game head for so long i can't even remember this is double dragon one and all those other games you know super mario brothers super mario brothers 2 the legend of zelda i mean link in the past all those games contra <laughs> you know what i mean the 99 lives i mean i've been a gamer for so long but what i what i can't what I remember so clearly is how much I was in love with anime. Anime touched me at a very young age. I was about, I believe, 14 years old, right? I think I was 14. No, I was much older, I think 15. My cousin was watching a Japanese anime, right? He was watching a Japanese anime in his bedroom. And I happened to walk in and I was like, I was looking and I was like, what the hell are you watching? I lo always loved anime, but this anime stuck out. And I'm going to tell you the name of the anime in a minute. And you're going to see why. And I was watching it and I'm like, holy crap, this looks so interesting. Because obviously at a young age, I wasn't allowed to curse at all. My parents were very strict. So I respected the hell out of my parents. So. I did not curse whatsoever. Obviously, I got kind of a foul mouth now, but I keep it maintained because the teachings of my parents are still within me, so I'm, I'm, I don't have a filthy, dirty mouth. I know how to talk intelligently. I know, how to, I know when to turn it off and when to turn it on. So the fact that my parents um, instilled that in me, I know when to turn it off. And sometimes I don't ever turn it back on for a while because I just don't have that characteristic of just being filthy all the time. That's just not me. Um, but anyway, um, I was watching the anime with my cousin and he was watching um, the episode when Goku and Vegeta was fighting Frieza. It wasn't actually an episode. It was the movie when, when no, it wasn't Frieza. It was actually cooler cooler when they went to fight cooler the second time at the time i didn't know it was the second time because obviously i walked into this anime series and vegeta and goku were fighting cooler and that was my first experience of anime was watching that movie that mini movie and it was a very great experience. It was a tremendous experience watching that series because I was a I was a young fantasizer. And when I say fantasizer, I had the most 
biggest imagination. Like I can imagine almost anything. Like you ever seen Peter? Obviously, you've seen Peter Pan, and um, like the Neverending Story. I don't know if you guys know about that. I I loved the Neverending Story. That was my favorite movie of all time. Um, I had an imagination like that. Like I literally would lay down in my bed when I was young, even if I had school the next day. I would lay down on my bed and dream that I was some some type of superhero or I was some type of um hero with a team that I was leading or whatever the case may be. My imagination was just so dope. It was dope. It was so dope because when I was a kid, I was what I say loner I was kind of a loner. I had friends. I have I had best friends. I still remember my best friend of all time. His name was Leroy. And I lost touch with him, unfortunately, long time ago when I was going into high school. I lost touch with him. No, actually, when I was going into eighth grade and junior high, I just lost touch with him. And that, that broke my heart dearly. And I miss him to this day. I, I miss him so much. And I try to find them on Facebook. I try to find them on Instagram, and I just can't locate them. Um, he meant a lot to me. We, me and him went through a lot. You know what I mean? There was a situation though that happened that kind of decreased our friendship because what happened really, really caused me to lose a lot of respect for him, though. You know, and I understand why it happened, but because he just was. He just not he just was not that type of street um kid. So I understand why basically I got I I I got into a scuffle with three kids and he left me there. He left. He left when I scuff while I scuffled with these three kids. He left me alone. And that that wow, that literally like that literally broke me in a way. Like that really broke my feelings. Like our friendship went really low and I didn't, I kind of never forgave him for that. I never forgave him for him leaving me like that. Cause I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about it now. Would I have ever left him in that situation? I never would have left him. I don't believe I never would have left him in a situation like that. I don't, I don't think I would ever do that. It's just not in me. Like, Listen, when I was a kid, like I said, I had a bigger imagination of being a superhero and et cetera like that. And the way my father raised me also, I just don't have the heart to leave someone that I love in danger like that. Like, I just can't do that. I, I, I cannot leave them like that. I, no matter how much in danger they are, my heart won't be able to take it. Even if it, I don't know, even if it, um, I don't know, even if it endangered my own life, like, I just can't see someone I love and me leaving them like that in the hands of danger. And basically that, that happened and, um, I lost contact with them, but, I had other best friends 
but I still consider myself a loner. I was a loner. And the fact that I lost my mom at the age of 14 or 15, I struggled really bad in high school. I struggled really bad. Like my mental wasn't there. Like I just was not mentally ready for high school after losing my mom. It's just, I, and when I lost my mom, I still had like, I think a year into in junior high school left to go. So I did a year and then I went into high school. But the dilemma of me going through the situation of losing my mom, it just turned me into a really, really, and I would, I, I'm going to be honest, it really turned me into kind of a bad kid. Like I was like kind of out of control. And that was the first time me and my brother was giving my father a really hard time when he was raising us. And despite us giving him a hard time, he still maintained his composure. He raised us until obviously um he, he had enough at this point in time when we were 20 years old, et cetera. He kicked us out. And that was the best lesson he ever gave us because hard love, tough love is the best love to give because you have to show the person you love that, A, if you think you're ready for life, then you're on your own. And that's what he did. He showed us tough love and he kicked us out. He kicked us out. We were... um. We were basically homeless. Like, um, he didn't kick us out literally. Like, he knew we were going to go probably to my aunt's house or whatever the case may be. But we literally had to um, provide for ourselves. And and I was so mad at my father at that time. I was so mad at him because it, I'm not going to get into the whole situation, but there was a lot of other things going on and stuff like that. And I was just so angry at him, but at the same time, I understand why what why he did what he did, and um, it made me a really really better man. It made me a really good man. It made me someone. To this day, it made me a good parent, and it gave me an idea on what to do with my own kid. You know what I mean? Not that I'm gonna like be like, all right, I'm going to kick you out when you don't know. I'm not going to do that. It just installed in me that to be a parent comes first. Like, I don't believe in being a best friend to your kid. I really believe in you have to be a parent first. And if the friendship comes along with being a parent, of course, you know, they're going to be able to tell you some stuff. They're never going to tell you everything. Kids are never going to tell you everything, no matter how close you are to them. They're going to hide some stuff with their friends because they obviously believe they might get in trouble if they tell you everything. So some things you're going to find out by surprise. It, it, it's, it's, it's a memorable. It's, 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 you're not going to stop that. But um, I don't, it just made me a better parent, you know, and I thank my father every day for what he did because I'm not sure if it affected my father that he had to kick us out, but it was um a very very interesting experience to go through that you know imagine being kicked out in new york city in the bronx you know the way the streets were and stuff like that wow i had i'm not gonna lie i i had a very hard childhood after my mother passed away like my childhood was um me and my brother, like, we went through stuff, you know, and um, we turned out fine, though. My father, my brother is a very hard worker himself. He goes to work. He takes care of his daughter. I have a beautiful, I have a beautiful niece, and um, 
I love her very much. And me and my brother turned out to be great adults. And it was because of my father's lessons. And we both thank our father every day. You know, I love my pops so much. Like, it's just... My father don't even know how much I love him. He doesn't know how much I love him. I love him dearly. Like, my father's my heart, period. Like, he doesn't even know. And, um... Um, yeah, I was getting a little emotional there. I apologize. Yeah, but, um... I was an anime lover ever since I seen that Dragon Ball Z episode. And I was always a gamer before that. You know, my favorite hero, my favorite hero was, um, listen, my favorite hero, right, was Goku at first. My favorite hero, I mean entirely, whether it was comics or, 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 um, because I used to collect comics and I collected so, I had so many comics. You won't believe what I did with my comics, but we're going to get there. Hold on. So, my favorite hero was Goku, right? And he was my favorite hero of all time. But something about Vegeta just grabbed me. Like, Vegeta's resilience to be the best grabbed me. It, it just grabbed me. His characteristics just was me. Like, I... I've always wanted to be the best at whatever I did. That's why when I that's why I was so good in fighting games when I was young. When I was younger. I'm still good in fighting games now. But I was so good in fighting games. Obviously I never tried to go tournament. I I never tried to do none of that stuff. You know what I mean? Because I was so in love with cars. I was so in love with cars that I wanted to be a mechanic. And I became a mechanic. But that's another story. You know what I mean? Um and um yeah, where was I? Um, yeah, so Vegeta grabbed me. And after he grabbed me, he he I never let go of Vegeta. Vegeta is my favorite to this day. He is my favorite. Obviously not my favorite hero of all time. Obviously, we all know Vegeta is an anti-hero. But Vegeta is like I, I just love that character. I love what he represents. I love who he is. And despite his evil past, that's what made him. And I, that's what makes me even love him more. And um, Vegeta has a lot of characteristics that makes me want to be the, makes me want to be better at whatever I do. Because Vegeta never gave up, despite the fact that Goku always triumphed over him when it comes to power level. Vegeta never gave up. He always thrived to try to seek a better way to get more powerful to Goku. He always climbed. And I always hated the fact of what they did to Vegeta. They always they always made him just fall right below Kakarot. Yeah, always, always. Kakarot is Goku's other is his real name. And um That's what Vegeta, that's what Vegeta always referred him as. He always referred him as his Saiyan name, which is Kakarot. And just made me so angry the way they treated Vegeta in that series. It's kind of weird. But then, um, in video games, my favorite hero was Link. He was my favorite hero. Link was my favorite hero. You know, I, I even had songs. I even had songs about my favorite heroes. Like, when I was a kid, I used to make, make up songs about my favorite hero 
heroes when it comes to video games or whatever. Like, I used to sing this song. I mean, it was like, hold on, I'm going to put some, I'm going to put some ballads on my voice right now. I'm going to put some ballads on my voice, right? So the song went like this, the Legend of Zelda song. I was like, I was in the, I was in the Legend of Zelda, Yelda, Belda, Yelda. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, listen, pardon me, okay? I was young. I was young, okay? So I made up songs like that. I made up songs. And um, it was crazy. I, I made up songs even about Mario. I, I made songs about what else? Um, yeah, I made another song about the adventures of Link. That was the second game to the Legend of Zelda. I mean, Link was my favorite. He was my all-time favorite. And, um, I knew I was really good in video games because my brother used to sit right next to me when I played video games, right? Because he never wanted to play them. He always just wanted to watch me beat the game. And especially my brother really enjoyed when I played Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden 1, Ninja Gaiden 2, Ninja Gaiden 3. My brother sat right there next to me. And he just sat and watched me play through all those games because he did not want to play him. He wanted to watch me beat him because he enjoyed watching the story of the games. And um, me and my brother fought, but we were very close. We had fights. Me and my brother had fights. And we had arguments all the time. But me and my brother were very close. And we're still close. You know, he still lives in New York City. I still live. I live here now in Depew, New York. Um, basically about, um, an hour flight away, six hour driving from him. So I make a very hard attempt to make sure I see them every year. Them as in my cousins and my brother and my father. So, cause they all live over there. But, um, I was into video games and anime at that age, at that, basically at the age of, 12 I started everything that's when I started loving video games that's when I started loving anime that's when I started loving um um that's when my imagination started getting better I, st I used to dream being a superhero and all of that stuff and that was all through my junior high school years and my obviously my elementary years when I got into high school obviously it turned a little darker I started um I, I pulled away from video games, kind of. I mean, obviously, I was a guy, so obviously, girls came into the picture. Um, I was going out with, I was going out with someone. I forgot her name. I mean, I was, I went out with a couple of girls. I mean, I, I went out with. Uh, I mean, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm not no pimp. I'm just, I just went out. I, I, when I went into high school is when I really started developing. Because um, I really started developing feeling feelings for girls because I was so into anime and video games or whatever. So I was like, whatever with the girls, you know what I mean? So, but then I high school years or whatever that I was heavy. I was heavy into girls and and stuff like that. And it was kind of sad because I pulled away from anime big time at that point. Like I I pulled away hard. And I pulled away even a little bit from video games. I still played video games very hard, but I wasn't as like I I remember when I played video games, right? Even when I played Street Fighter and all of that, I used to stay hours trying to master combos, trying to master um a neutral controlment in a fight in Street Fighter, trying to master neutral controlment in a fight in King of the Fighters and even in Fatal Fury. Um, 
that was my focus to make sure I know every every single scenario that can happen during a fight when I play those fighting games. That was my entire day sometimes. Like I'll grab like my favorite hero in King of the Fighter was Iori, was Andy Bogart, and it was um I forgot his name, Hayden. Hayden, the army guy. And um with every single one of those characters and in Street Fighter, my favorite character was Street Fighter 2, my favorite character was Guile. So in every single scenario, I took those characters in and I played out every scenario just in case somebody jumped at me. Some just in case somebody played neutral this way against me. Somebody I was so damn good because I put in so many hours into scenarios, so many hours into those practices. And God, I was I'm not gonna lie, I was so damn good. <laughs> so damn good. I used to get almost in fights in the arcades when people used to lose to me and they were bigger kids than me. They were almost going to high school and college and I was beating their butts and they was getting so mad. I remember I got punched dead in the face. Dead in the face. And I remember the place was called Videotron, right there on University Avenue. I got punched dead in the face because I I was Ryu at that time. Because my favorite character was Gaio, right? But I was so damn good with Ryu. I was so... My patterns and my and my neutral game with Ryu was so controlled, so hard to overcome. Because, like I said, I, I, I just... And when that Street Fighter became a home game, when Street Fighter became able to play at home, that's when... Forget it. Because I, when it came at home, I practiced at home, but I still went back to the arcades and implemented everything I learned at home at the arcades. And kids used to get so mad. I mean, the fights. Oh, my God. I used to spend like $7 and quarters at the arcades. I mean, those was the days. Those were the grinds. And, um... Yeah, so video games and anime was a very, very very important thing in my life when I was young and even when I was going to adulthood in high school and then when I went into um automotive technician technician training because I didn't go to college I went to automotive technician training basically uh um an automotive school and I picked up automotive because I was so in love with automotive and I met interesting people there interesting people that I don't see anymore it's crazy how people enter your lives right and you you don't see them anymore i mean i i i don't know if it's like it it really hurts not that my feelings are very my my feelings are very lost towards the fact that i don't see some people in my life because there are some people that i really wish that i had in my life you know what i mean some there's some people that I lost that I think about not on a constant basis, but they, they flutter into my mind when I'm seasoning a chicken in the kitchen or, or throwing some seasoning on some rice or making my coffee or making my avocado toast. You know, they just seep into my mind. And there's some people that, um, I think about, I think about, on. Um, on those times, I think about them, and I wish that they're okay, and I wish they they found a family that they. Uh, I wish that they, if they have a kid, that everything is going smooth. 
And um Yeah. Um <laughs> thinking about my childhood, it was so funny. I mean there were people that um that obviously there were the bullies and there was the girls that we all had crush on. Because yeah, I did like girls in high school, but I really there was also um there was also this um there was also crushes. Like I really loved this girl, her name was Sarah. She had the most prettiest green eyes. I had a lot of feelings for that girl. I mean so I had a lot of feelings for that girl. She was so beautiful. And but she spoke with like uh she had like a stutter in her speech, like a speech impairment at that time. Right now she speaks fine. You know what I mean? I still talk to her and stuff like that. So but back then she had a speaking impairment and I think she used to get bullied for it. And I remember that one time I, I stuck up for her and I was sitting next to her and they were they were going at her. I still remember I don't know exactly what I did, but then they started making fun of me because I was sticking up for her. And you know how you know how kids are in those days, you know, in third or fourth grade, you know, you know. They follow the leader, then if the leader's making fun of you, everybody starts to make fun. It was just a whole bunch of freaking um um zombie walkers who who always followed the pack. So <laughs> yeah. I might kinda I went kinda left there, but it I went kinda left on a good memory because Sarah was a big crush I had and she was amazing. She was an amazing amazing girl. But um yeah, um, my life was very, very interesting all the way to the years of um high school into the Apex Technical School. And then um, I still gamed. You know, I was in, a obviously, the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, all of that stuff or whatever. But I really decided to get into streaming. Like, I streamed on Twitch. I don't I streamed on Twitch. My Twitch... It's still up, but I don't stream on it anymore. And I put a lot of hard work into the Twitch, but um, I didn't know anything about making content, about developing my channel, about how to grow, about, you know what I mean? I didn't have the patience either to grow because you never start out big, you start out small. So I'm like, uh, I'm like I, I did it, and I, I kind of failed really quickly because obviously it's like streaming became so popular that there were 100 streamers by the time I decided to stream. And if I would have started when I really wanted to start, I would have been one of the up-and-comers, but I didn't. You know, I hesitated. I had a career. I had a ch- child on the way so a lot of things took effect so um yeah it was um it was crazy it was crazy that was that was like my life was um very confusing not confusing in my in my 30s it was just i had a lot of lot going on you know um that was basically my 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 daughter was coming into the world. That's when I was in a relationship with her mom, and obviously the relationship didn't work out with her mom. We, a lot of situations went on there, and it is what it is. 
So I put away it at that era. I was off gaming, but I was off of gaming heavy there. Like I really didn't game honestly at that era from third from the age thirty to thirty five. Like I wasn't heavy into gaming because I was busy being a parent to a newborn. So obviously, obviously after that, it was like um that's when I became after that whole scenario and stuff like that. I went back heavy into gaming. And I brought my first, my first PC. My first PC was, obviously, I still have the PC. Um, I'm buying my new PC, PC next year. But this PC costed me about 3500 3500 bucks. And I bought three, I bought two monitors with it. I started out with two monitors, then I started out. Now I finally got a third monitor. And... It's been, it's been great. You know, I decided to leave Twitch to go to YouTube to start doing content there. That, that decision was kind of, um, not off a whim, but I thought about it hard. I said, you know what? I got to start to really learn how to develop and make content. And at this point in time, I'm still learning. You learn every day. And, um, after a while doing YouTube and stuff like that and stuff, um, I'm still growing slowly in my channel. I st uh, got subscribers. Now I said, you know what? I want to do a podcast too. And I I started my podcast not too long ago. And I'm, an, I'm enjoying doing a podcast. I really wish I started a podcast a long time ago because I really love talking in front of the mic. Um, I, I feel comfortable. You know, there's a lot of people that are not comfortable talking in front of the mic. But I am. I'm really comfortable in talking in front of the mic, you know. And um, that, that is basically almost my life. Not entirely, but it's basically the scope of what you can get of who Black Shy Guy really is and where he came from and, and stuff like that. There were songs that defied me, too. There were songs that defied me also, you know, when I, that, that basically defined me like it made me who i am like <laughs> like i remember there was this lfo song you guys remember lfo unfortunately two of their members passed away um there was a song there was the song you gotta find it though it's it, it was a hidden track it was called Susie's pillow i mean you should have seen the amount of people that found out a black guy was listening to lfo and his favorite song was Susie's pillow can you freaking believe that and believe me i loved naughty by nature i loved naughty by nature was my favorite rap group my favorite rap group was naughty by nature i love trench trench was my dude um he was my favorite rapper he's still one of my favorite rappers to this day i mean obviously i love little win i love eminem those are my two favorite rappers now like i love little wayne eminem and cameron yes those three those three and Trench, obviously. Those four are my favorites. Those four. Trench, Little um, 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 Little Wayne, Eminem, and Cameron. You know, those are my favorite rappers. And um, it's funny how my friends knew I loved those rappers, but then they were like, this dude is listening to LFO. <laughs> oh, man. Susie's pillow. I mean, you, you, I, I bet you guys don't know. You guys don't know, right? I'm going to give you a sample of how the the song went, okay? I'm going to give you a sam sample of how the song went. 
song brings back so many memories okay that song right there brings back so many memories and and with that i'm gonna close with that i'm gonna close i hope you enjoyed my story i hope you enjoy who black shy really is i hope you enjoyed who rodney really is rodney who is black shy guy and I really thank you for spending time with me. I hope you had your favorite drink with you. I hope you had your coffee or your soda, your beer, whatever the case may be. Obviously, I can't give you 100% of the story because I can be here all night. <laughs> but um, thank you for joining me. Thank you for sitting at my table. This is Black Shy Guy signing off. Large criminal who must be put away. Another innocent victim.